Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Part two of the DFS OGs podcast here for week seven, where we cover the afternoon games, Sunday night football, Monday night football, and the best part of the show, in my opinion, top. I saw you talk about it on Twitter, the user questions, and we have a lot of them. I'll try to get to as many as we can. But again, welcome in. I am your host, Chris, Fearmakers fan. Prince, joined as always by my boys, my homies, my OGs. Derek and Chop. Noto, let's get started with you. Coming off of part one, we ready for part two here. Talk a couple football games, but more importantly, answer the people's questions out there. Yeah, uh, always my favorite part of the show, like talking football, but uh, the user questions are awesome, and uh, I'm ready for a good week. Uh, it's been a slow start to the season for me. All right, Chop, let's go over to you. Going to check back on the smoke detector situation. Did we get that resolved yet? No. As you know, the people will be spread out in hearing this, so <laughs> they'll hear it the second day, but we're shooting it pretty quick, and uh, I, I've pretty much made a decision. I'm going to let it beep and beep and beep until the kids get home, the boys go upstairs, and then I'm going to let them, I'm going to see how long it takes for one of them to come down and actually alert me that, hey, there's something beeping up, because I walked up there earlier, and I noticed they had a massive drip in their in their bathroom coming out of the uh, faucet and nobody's alerted me and this thing's practically like running water right but nobody <laughs> alerted me to nothing it's just sitting up there dripping away wasting a probably <laughs> probably about a dollar an hour man and, and <laughs> nobody, so i'm gonna let them someone let them simmer on that uh, beeping noise in their ear all night long until somebody comes down and tells me something yeah that'll be a nice water bill when that one shows up i've had something <laughs> like that happen the kids left the outside faucet on and just pouring water outside of the house for who knows how long? Hours. So it was all flooded on the side of the house, and nobody wanted to say a word about it. So, yeah, they'll let that thing beep forever. You know that. So, Derek, these are the things you have to look forward to. Once you, once your kids get old enough to, to be lazy and irresponsible, these are the kind of conversations you'll have. But let's get into football, guys, and we'll get into some of these are questions. Let's start here with New Orleans and Baltimore. Derek, let's start with you. And this is the, the tale of two cities, basically, New Orleans – fantastic on offense Baltimore defense put up 11 sacks in that last game against Tennessee what wins out here offense or defense it's strange to have very little interest in the Saints offense uh, we basically saw Mark Ingram come in and you know still the show uh, the last time we saw the Saints you know anyone that played Alvin Kamara was burned by that uh, coach Payton says that he wants to have it be close to a 50-50 split 
which I don't love. Kamara is just too expensive for a guy if he's only going to get 50% of the work. Uh, Ingram, probably the same thing. It's a tough matchup anyway. And we have Drew Brees on the road outdoors. I don't love that. Uh, tough matchup for him as well. So really the only guy I'm looking at is Michael Thomas. I uh, like his chances against any cornerback. So even if he draws Jimmy Smith or anything, I don't mind that. He already has 12 red zone targets on the season. So maybe it's a game that Thomas gets going a little bit. Uh, two back-to-back duds. Uh, maybe they grease that squeak wheel a little bit. Love the Ravens side, though. Uh, I think Joe Flacco firmly in play for me in cash games at 5,400. Uh, the Saints did last against quarterbacks this season. Uh, also one of the worst in terms of DVA against the pass. And they're number one in DVA against the run. So it sets up as a great spot for the Ravens just to air it out a little bit. Uh, John Brown let a lot of people down, but still uh, you know, an air yard king. Um, to quote Chop's favorite stat, uh, I'm going to be pairing him up with uh, Flacco. Also think you can look at Crabtree and Snead over the middle. Uh, it's going to be a lot of passing attempts on Baltimore's side and yeah, a lot of ways you can go, but uh, still going to be avoiding those running backs. Yeah, I'm with you in the passing game here. Love John Brown, but Chop, it's Willie Snead Revenge Week. 4K against his former team. Derek just mentioned how bad they are against the pass, so I am all aboard the Willie Snead train. Agree or disagree? Uh, disagree. Oh, come on, Willie Snead up, but I do want to point out to counter Derek's air yards stats. I'm uh, heavily invested in Draft Cheat's new upcoming website, GroundYards.com, where we try to identify the uh, focal point of offenses, which is the running backs in the running game. So I'm going to come at you with that. GroundYards.com coming out soon, but. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know what, Willie Sneed? Maybe you could play him. So Lattimore, who's, play some Willie Sneed. who's gonna, who's Lattimore gonna try to cover? Nobody, or is he gonna stick on John Brown? I, I certainly hope they don't waste him on Michael Crabtree. So you know, if they stick him on John Brown, yeah, I think Willie Sneed could be in play. Uh, if they let Lattimore just kind of stick to one side of the field this game because they don't feel like it's necessary for him to shadow, then uh, maybe I'll turn to John Brown. But I'm with Derek. No, no running backs here. I'll pass on that situation. I think the Saints. I actually – I'm looking at Alvin Kamara this week. I, I think when it's all said and done, it may be close to 50-50 timeshare there, but it's going to be week-to-week dependent. Some weeks Ingram is not going to be involved at all. Some weeks Kamara is going to be limited because of the game flow. So this week looks like a week where I don't see Mark Ingram beating his head into that uh, Baltimore defensive line too much and getting making any progress. I don't see <clears throat> New Orleans jumping out and getting a lead to where he has the game script working in his favor. So I think they're going to play matchups, and the best matchup they have is Kamara. So I'm okay with Alvin Kamara this week. I don't, I'm not even sure I would even – you know, Mike Thomas, I'd be hard hard for me to pull the trigger on Mike Thomas this week with Jimmy Smith coming back and all, uh, I guess. Jim, did Jimmy Smith play last week, Derek? Come on. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good another good defensive back. The defense looks like the real deal. I don't – I think I'd stick to Kamara this week. DraftKings really doing their best to, to get you into the Saints here. 5700 on Drew Brees is his lowest price of the year by $800. Kamara's lowest price since week one. And Michael Thomas is under 8 k So they're really dangling the carrot there. It doesn't sound like either of you guys are biting a little bit for chop on Kamara, but I agree. It's a tough spot. Baltimore's defense has been lights out. So interesting to see what happens in that one. I'm not going to have as much exposure uh, to the Saints offense probably – uh, that some people might. All right, next game, Dallas and Washington chop. So your Cowboys get it done. Now they go on the road in division. Washington, another team that got it done at home. Can Dallas keep the roll going here? 
Uh, I'm a homer, so I'm going to say yes. But uh, obviously, it's a toss-up as to what they're going to. Man, the offense is just. Man, I wish they had a. I wish they had another playmaker at wide receiver. It's just. It's so tough for them to consistently get production out of the offense with with that uh, group of receivers. So, you know, they're going to go so far as Elliott and that offensive line are going to carry them. Uh, last week, Dak Prescott had a nice game, used his feet a little bit against a tough defense. So if he comes out and does that again, I think I think they can beat Washington in Washington. Uh, but it's a, it's a one-man show. It's Ezekiel Elliott. Every once in a while, Dak will step up and have a good game. But I don't think he's consistent enough to really, you know, roster too much in DFS week after week. So I'm an Elliott guy. If not for Elliott, then nothing else on Dallas does it for me. Washington, they need to win this game. They really got – they really have to get right here against Dallas at home. If they can't beat Dallas at home, they're they're in big trouble this year. But I'll tell you one guy I'm probably not going to turn to is Jordan Reed. He's totally when they scratched uh, freaking the two wide receivers there on on Sunday morning, Jamison Crowder. Oh, and Chris Thompson. I was like, all right, this is Jordan Reed's week. You know who's going to get the balls over the middle? <laughs> Wouldn't you know, Vernon Davis catches the first damn touchdown. And then I look down, it's Vernon Davis with a 30-yard catch. Like, what is going on? They don't even want to give Jordan Reed any action over Vernon Davis here, man. So, I'm out on that cat. But I'll tell you who looks good. Another old man river here, Adrian Peterson. What's up with this guy? Comes in, tears up his shoulder, tears up his knee. They say he's questionable. He comes in and not only plays, but almost puts up 100 yards in an incredibly difficult matchup. So, Adrian Peterson's good, man. I, I hate to tell it, but I think he's still got a little bit of something left in there. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Chris Thompson, I mean, do we know the status on Thompson and Crowder? I don't know. If those guys are back, it's going to make for a really muddy situation. If those guys are out, then I think we could turn to uh, uh, some other guys in there as value plays. Yeah, tough to say. Thompson, they're saying day-to-day, so we'll see with that. Crowder doesn't sound like he'll practice till at least Friday, so I, I find him to be more questionable of the two. But – I like the Zeke Elliott call. Three career games against Washington, five touchdowns. He's got two touchdowns in each of the last two matchups with the Redskins. So we know that is the engine to this offense, Derek. So 8,100, how much interest do you have in Zeke this week? Yeah, ton of interest in Zeke. And he's shown that he's kind of game flow proof now uh, due to his work in the passing game. Uh, Washington 30th in run DVOA. I like that. They're really good against the pass. So it's going to be another Zeke week for me. And I actually played him last week against the Jags. Um, it didn't help me at all, uh, largely in part to my receivers. I ended up with Landry and Cooper. They combined for like two fantasy points. Um, so, yeah, that was that was pretty bad. But uh, how interesting is it that $4,500 is the most expensive receiver in this game? Yeah, that tells you that the status of these <laughs> receiving cores here are pretty damn bad. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, if Crowder ends up being out, you can maybe take a shot on, you know, a guy here or there. Uh, I kind of agree with Chop on Jordan Reed. He's just not shown a ceiling this year, and they're not using him in the red zone. He only has two red zone targets all year. So it's pretty much a Zeke game for me, and that's about it. Yeah, agreed. I don't think there's much to add to this one. So let's move on. Our last afternoon game, we have the Rams and the 49ers. Derek, 49ers put up a valiant effort last night. Probably should have won that game, but Got Aaron Rodgers, and the Rams continue to roll here. We saw last season this game, I want to say it was like 42-39 to 39 in week two. It was a, a, probably the game of the year. So we see a similar outcome here. The Rams keep rolling to San Francisco. Have any chance in this one against L.A.? Yeah, got to think the Rams keep rolling. 
know, we went to that game last week in Denver and, you know, Gurley's just running off, you know, yards, yards, yards. And all of a sudden we look up and he's got 200 rushing yards. Um, it's pretty crazy. He already has 48 red zone opportunities this year. Uh, that the next closest is like 25 and only three running backs in the NFL have over 20. So uh, pretty crazy. The work, the usage that he's getting uh, and he, very involved in the passing game as well. So love Gurley. Doesn't sound like Cooper Cup's going to play. Would be a nice boost to Robert Woods, who I think is an excellent option in all formats. Uh, on the other side of the ball, yeah, C.J. Beathard, he's looking pretty good. Um, $4,800 in a game where they're going to be trailing. You know, he has some rushing upside as well. I think he's firmly in play for tournaments. Uh, finally hooked up with Marquise Goodwin a little bit. Uh, 4600 is a good price for him. Uh, we obviously didn't see uh, – the, sun, or the Monday night game factored into the pricing, uh, which is why you see Goodwin so cheap. And he always likes throwing to Kittle as well. So I think it's a sneaky game to stack. Um, definitely like Gurley and Woods on the one side and then just uh, take your pick of the receivers for the Niners. Yeah, I think you can throw Josh Reynolds in there. We know Cup's not going to play 3,500 and didn't, didn't do anything in that last game, but the opportunity will be there. We know they love to utilize uh, those three receiver sets. And old Beathard, as our boy Big T likes to call him, Chop, Looked pretty good last night. He made some good throws. I mean, that one turnover at the end was a killer. But do you, do you go back to him here? It's a 50-point total, a team playing from behind. He's under 5K, but he's putting up fantasy numbers. Can you play Mr. Beathard here at 4,800? He's definitely shown he can get you uh, the garbage time stats too. So that could be something that comes into play this week against L.A. At least he's at home also. That's nice. So – I mean, yeah, you could play him. Look at that price tag, man, on DraftKings, 4.8. Anytime you get a quarterback under 5K, you got to open up and open up your eyes and take notice of him. So I think you can play him. I do like the call on Goodwin. You know, not a price rate, not a price raise, and that is his number one guy by far when he's healthy. So Goodwin is in play. Uh, on the flip side, Todd Gurley, man. So it's weird how things work out like this, right? You spend a whole year – and you just flush money down the drain chasing Todd Gurley when Jeff Fisher is the freaking coach, right? Thinking, you just know in your head, Gurley's so good. He's going to come, you know, he's going to break out this week. You spend the whole time chasing him and you get burnt every single week. Never happens. He comes back with a new coach, changes everything up. And now he's the best back in the game. The problem is once the price got to a certain point, the guy like me says, ah, I can't pay that. I know Gurley's great, but I can't pay that. So now every week I paid the guy, and he costs me more money because all he does is deliver. Every single week he delivers, and I'm fading him because the price tag's over 10 k every week almost. Like, it's so frustrating, but he's just that guy this year. There's no more. It used to be Team Jam in. You get David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Jam in. You don't – there's no Le'Veon Bell. David Johnson's a shell of what he used to be. Todd Gurley's the only guy now. You could literally lock this guy in just about every week, and I don't think you'll ever have a week where he totally disappoints you. He'll never bust unless he gets injured. So I don't know, man. Maybe that's my new strategy, just lock the guy in every week and be 70% over the field because the field's always going to be about 30% on Gurley. So why not just be 70% over him when he has those big weeks, which he will have, and you have to have him in GPPs, you know, you're set. And the rest of the weeks aren't going to be bust because he doesn't bust. But I agree with the Robert Woods call, too. I like Robert Woods. Cooks is in play, assuming that uh, Cooper Cup is out. And, and I, people are going to chase after Josh Reynolds with Cup out. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I, I think I'd stick with Cooks and Woods. Gurley, 25-point floor, three games over 30, and puts up a 39-and-a-half 
how in the hell does this price drop from 10K back down to 9,800? How does that happen, Chuck? Well, I think somebody at DraftKings must have got word that Jeff Fisher, Fisher's coming back to coach an honorary game this week. <laughs> and Derek, for you, the good news is maybe Lamar Miller gets a new coach and then you're back in business, my friend. Unless it's Jeff Fisher. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no more Lamar Miller. I've only used him once, but <laughs> it seems like every time we record this pod, I'm like, oh, Lamar Miller, huh? Uh, <laughs> so luckily, luckily somebody talks me out of it by uh, Sunday. But, um, but yeah, Gurley, just jamming in. I, I like a lot of the points that Chop made. And it seems like there's a lot of good values this week, especially at the wide receiver position. Last week we were kind of scrambling, so I couldn't get up to Gurley. But, um, yeah, I think that just jamming him in every single week makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and especially on this slate. I mean, we don't have Saquon Barkley. Kamara's in a tough spot. You know, Gordon in a slow pace game. We, we talked Zeke. We liked him. But I do think there's enough value. Just don't get cute with it. Get Gurley in there and figure out the rest. So, uh, that'll do it for the afternoon games. Let's move on to Sunday night. We don't have any kind of showdown pricing, so we'll just go off the full week pricing on giving the analysis on the game. So, chop Cincinnati and Kansas City, two teams in the AFC, definitely in contention. Kansas City goes to New England, almost gets it done. Now, coming home here, what prevails here? Cincinnati's playing well. Are they playing well enough to compete with Kansas City? Well, this uh, kind of sucks that we have a couple weeks in a row now where we're not going to get Kansas City on the big slate of games for the millionaire maker. So, you know, it's just showdown slates are fun. I like them in a vacuum. They're nice, you know, I, but it's not it's not all that fun when Kansas City's the team on the showdown. And, you know, you could just load up on Tyreek and Mahomes and like 80% of the other – 90% of the people will have Mahomes. It's just not that fun. So, wish they were on the main slate. It'd be better. But I think Cincinnati can absolutely – this game is – man, I would love for this game to be on the big slate because I would stack this 100 ways. This game has the potential to be massively, massively high scoring. Cincinnati can absolutely hang with Kansas City offensively in this game. Kansas City's defense is bad. Love – Love Joe Mixon in this game. Love A.J. Green to get back on track. Can You can always play Tyler Boyd now. He is the number two guy in that offense, bar none. Uzuma even got some targets last week with everybody else hurt. So all those guys are in play for me. The Red Rocket, you know what we said about redheads, but he's definitely in play in this matchup. I love that. In Kansas City, I don't even have to go into there. You know. They can always they can score on anybody anytime, so they're all in play. Yeah, and everyone's expensive here. Again, we don't have showdown pricing, but imagining everyone's going to be priced up. So a, a spot where you want to utilize those two kickers, chop correct? <laughs> no, you guys love to use the two kickers. I love to use the two kickers in the right scenario. Uh, this this game right here. Yeah, I think you might you might have to. You know, I haven't looked. I got to see the showdown pricing, but you're right though. If it gets you to where you need to be with the other offensive players you want, yes. If uh, you know if you can't get there, then you know it may be a week where I, I. If the kicker is the same price as Uzuma, I may favor Uzuma this week because I think there's a lot of targets coming his way, or you know, or or if John Ross is healthy and he's like one of those guys that DraftKings puts out there at like eight hundred dollars, right. maybe I go that route instead of a kicker, but. Definitely, you could definitely keep those guys in play, but I mean, I got to see the pricing to really give a definitive answer. Yeah, Zuma feels like the only real value play. Like I said, maybe Ross, but Kansas City, 31st in fantasy points allowed to the tight end position. So we'll see what that pricing brings, but I don't see many guys that won't be expensive here. Maybe Sammy Watkins gets a price drop 
for good reason. He's about the only guy not doing anything on those teams. But Derek, Cincinnati, Kansas City, lots of fantasy goodness. Who are some of your favorites? Yeah, when it comes to Kansas City, defenses do not matter. Um, so, uh, you know, one of 32, I'll agree with that take. Uh, doesn't really matter, you know, what the matchups look like. They're just going to come out and score a bunch of points every single week. And their defense is so bad that it's just going to open the door for their opponents to do the same. Uh, I like all the all the calls the chop made basically said everyone's in play. Uh, Mahomes, uh, Hunt, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, obviously all in play for the Chiefs. On the Chiefs side, I like the Uzoma call quite a bit. Played 92% of the snaps last week, saw seven targets. Uh, Eric Berry doesn't uh, returned from his injury. So if he's out again, uh, continue to stream tight ends against the Chiefs. And then uh, I like A.J. Green quite a bit too. I was on Tyler Boyd last week, uh, going right back to A.J. Green this week. And then if Geo's out, got to love Mixon as well. So, yeah, if you're playing Thursday through Monday slate, leave a spot or two open uh, for this game. All right, let's wrap it up with the analysis for Monday Night Football, Giants and Atlanta. Got a big total here, Derek, looking like 54-and-a-half at most sportsbooks out there. The big story here is how old is Saquon Barkley going to be against Atlanta? Everybody by now knows take the pass-catching running backs, take any running backs, hell, against Atlanta. How popular is Saquon Barkley going to be on that showdown slate? Is the new team Jammerman going to be Barkley and Gurley moving forward? I mean, could be that the dude's got 20 fantasy points in every game. Hard yeah, to argue. He's, he's been awesome, uh, and he's dealing with a bum quarterback, so uh, it's pretty uh, good to see what he's doing. Um, you know, actually, the fact that he lies behind center actually helps him just because he gets so many dump-offs. But, yeah, definitely got to play Barkley, and if you're playing the Thursday through Monday, again, I would try to get him in there if you can. Uh, and even Eli's in play. I mean, he's going to be cheap. You can pair him up with Odell. Uh, bring it back with Julio. Julio's on pace to have the second most receiving yards ever. Still hasn't found the end zone. Uh, don't really know what else to say about him at this point. Uh, I'm glad he's not on the main slate, so I don't have to use him and uh, you know be mad every single week. But he did have 27 points last week. And Ito uh, has 16 red zone opportunities. Coleman only has 11. Uh, the split was close to 50-50 last week in terms of their snap counts. Ito ended up out touching him. So maybe he's the guy that we want in this backfield. Uh, he's $1,300 cheaper in this Thursday to Monday slate, so imagine he's going to be cheaper in the showdown slate as well. Yeah, I think it could be a good spot to go back to Coleman in that scenario. I agree. Just looking at it, Ito's probably the better play as far as pricing goes, but ownership-wise, Chop, Tevin Coleman, are we interested there? Or is it just play the cheaper guy who's been the better guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in Coleman. I'd, I'd, I mean, in a vacuum, I would take Coleman over Ito, so – Assuming that Ito is going to get a little bit more ownership, I'll, I'll definitely take Coleman. But um, showdown slate like this, just kind of trying to look forward and see what think about what I might do here. Uh, I actually, looking at it, would probably lock in Julio Jones. I think maybe he does go a little bit less roaned than a typical Julio uh, game, just a showdown slate like this, just because everybody's – you know, just harping on the non-touchdowns. But like Derek just said, he's he's putting up record-type numbers in the other categories, but everybody just wants to dog on him for no touchdowns. I promise you, eventually that will change. Although, if it couldn't change against Tampa Bay, I don't know, man. That's tough. But eventually he'll get in the end zone and, and everything will come together. And this might be the game right here. So, uh, I'm probably locking in Julio. Sanu looks – doubtful if you ask me i i guess they'll label him as questionable but he looks doubtful so maybe uh i want to say ridley but ridley's probably going to be priced up appropriately so maybe you take a shot on a guy like justin hardy 
as a, your, your flyer, your $800 sleeper right there and, and let him maybe get a couple catches. That would be nice. Uh, on the flip side, yeah, but Barkley would be a guy I would probably lock in also if I could afford it and, uh, you know, see where the rest of the team takes me. Evan Ingram looks like he'll be back this week. So if that salary comes out to be – on the dual game where it's like two or three games combined in one, Evan Ingram is 4.3K, so that's not a big salary. So assuming that translates to a showdown slate, maybe he's like 1200 bucks on the showdown slate and you can play that. Yeah, and people probably avoid him just coming off the injury. So I like that call. I like the Hardy call, seven targets, and then Austin Hooper getting double-digit targets the last couple weeks. So we'll have to keep an eye on those injuries, obviously. That could open up some value, but should be a fun game in the Dome. Always fun there. And we'll see if the Giants can put up some points, uh, maybe on the passing instead of just Barkley. We'll see if Odell can get it going. But that'll wrap us up for the analysis portion of part two of the DFS OGs podcast. Always ready to answer some questions from the users out there. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. I'm going to try to fly through as many of these as we can. We appreciate the submission. So we'll start off with Chop. We're going to start with your boy, Dean. Wants to know your favorite wholesale shopping club. Oh, that's a no-brainer. You go to Costco, you yes, know, because you get out there. Not only is it, the, the, you know, the real deal, but you get behind the alleyways and you got some special hookups out there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, a little bonus. I, I'm Costco as well. I'll, I'll leave the alleyways to you, Chop. But the problem with Costco is my wife goes and it's like $500 minimum. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. Have green beans till 2030 and – Paper towels for the next 10 years. Well, you know as well as I do, multiple kids, you can't beat – you got to do it. You just got to do it oh, yeah. with multiple oh, I kids. It. I mean, for sure. if you're – if you're st- especially if you're still doing lunchboxes like we do, oh, man, you got to stock up on the chocolate milks and the snacks and everything and send them away in lunchboxes. Got to do it, man. If the end of the world ever broke out, you could survive in my basement for about 10 years. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say about Costco. So, there, Costco, Sam's Club, none of the above. Yeah, it's Costco for me as well, but we get ripped off from Utah. They don't have alcohol at our Costco. Oh, so. yeah. That's the best part, man. They, I know. A nice selection there at Costco. Can't remember the last time or the first time I went out of town uh, to a Costco out of state. I was like, what is this? They have a whole <laughs> thing of wine, liquor, like uh, 10 bucks for a gallon of alcohol. It's great. Yeah, they got some good stuff there. And the steaks, guys. If you haven't gotten steaks from Costco, I promise you, they're a good deal. It's a good cut of meat, so check that out. All right, from DFS Gal, what's your favorite vacation destination? Derek. I like anything with a beach. I've never been to Hawaii, but I have a lot of fun in Cabo. That's uh, my wife's favorite vacation as well. So we like to go out to Cabo. Shop, favorite vacation destination? Um. From what I've gone to in my lifetime, I would say the the most fun we had was the Bahamas when we went up there. Yeah, I mean, Dominican Republic, Dominican Republic was fun, but I grew up going down to the Panhandle of Florida, Pensacola, Fort Walton Beach area. Then I was stationed there in the military. Still one of my favorite spots to hit down there. The white sand beaches are awesome. All right, from Dave Barton, Chop, your favorite childhood Halloween costume. So this could be one that you wore. <laughs> Or just one that you like. Oh, man. <laughs> if anybody knows me, I'm so anti-Halloween for adults. I think it's so it's so awful, man, to get dressed up like these goofy these goofy guys do these days. I mean, it's uh, for kids, it's fine. For As a kid, you know, I think I stopped doing the costumes at a certain age. But from what I can remember, 
I mean, I guess a pirate. You're talking about the '80s, man. So it's not like they had these fancy ass costumes these days. <laughs> these days, they, there's like a some kind of a Marvel character. They stick it in a 3D 3D printer, and next thing you know, they got a great costume. You know, of these all these characters. But back in the day, you, you were a pirate, you were a doctor, or that's about it. You know, you had about five different options. So I'll go with pirate, man. Derek, favorite childhood Halloween costume. So I love video games growing up. I don't know if you guys remember Battletoads. Oh yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. My mom made me a home a homemade Battletoads costume. That was always my favorite. So mine was just the old school Jason mask. Just get a hockey mask and you're Jason. Boom, hey. done. But one I saw recently, <laughs> Chop. I know you don't like adults dressing up. I agree with you. I'm not a Halloween guy, but there was a husband and wife, and his shirt said, "What." I think it said Peter and the wife shirt said, or pumpkin eater and the wife shirt said Peter. When I, I'm mixing them up, but Peter, <laughs> Peter, pumpkin eater. It was, it was pretty, uh, pretty ingenious. So moving on to the next question from Chris Greslak. How did you get your wife into playing DFS? This would make my life even better. Now I'm going to say it. I, my wife does not play DFS. I'm glad. Chop, I would guess yours doesn't. Derek, this might be a question for you here. I know the wife, he loves to play. How'd you get her into it? First Chop. Does your wife play? Am I, am I right in that assessment that she's not a DFS player? Uh, she does not play. She is not a big sports person. And you know what? I am not only am I okay with that, I, I freaking like that. I don't I, – there has to be some separation between church and state. There's got to be some separation <laughs> between you and your wife. Like, that's my thing. Sports and DFS is my thing. You go shopping on Saturdays and Sundays. That's fine. That's your thing. I hate shopping. So I, there's got to be some separation there for me. So, no, she doesn't play. and She doesn't get into sports that much. I'm, I'm in the same boat. My, my wife can spend some money with the best of them, and that's fine. You go spend some money. You hit Costco. You spend $1,000 and leave me to my football and my DFS. Derek, I know things are different in your home. So how does it work with both of you playing DFS? Yeah, you guys have met my wife. She can uh, outdrink me. She uh, watches as much sports as I do. So, yeah, she's just always, uh, you know, liked it. And uh, when I started playing DFS, we got in a few fights uh, here and there about being on my phone and whatnot. So uh, I had to introduce her to it and uh, made my life a little bit easier. So every once in a while, she'll throw in some golf or baseball or NFL lineups. So, so you guys put your heads together and make lineups together? or you? Oh, no. She'll read everyone else's. somewhere. <laughs> She'll read everyone else's stuff and uh, pick her own team. And I'll be, oh, how'd you pick that guy? Oh, I read this guy's article. I'm like, thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. You know, she refuses to take my advice. My my wife doesn't play, but my dad does. He's just gotten into it these last couple of years. And man, I tell you what, I get a phone call every other day from my dad pertaining to DFS and Are you playing tonight? You're gonna do this? And like he's like he calls me and he tells me like Sunday morning he'll call me and go. Hey, don't play Freeman. Devontae Freeman's out. Like, man, dude, listen, this is my job to stay up with. I know all this. I know all this. You're not telling me anything I don't know. You, I promise you, you're not going to call me and tell me any piece of information that I don't already know. That's my dad for you, though. Yeah, old Pops, rest in peace. And he'd yes, blow up my phone all, all week long, man. And should I play this guy? Should I play this guy? Oh, I mean, he, he loved it. So he always had questions, but it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, playing with him. All right, from Sean Olson. Now, this one's interesting. Chop, I'm going to start with you here because we're, we're going into the, the sex arena here. For uh -oh. the next 12 months, <laughs> you can have sex anytime with significant other. So 12 months, unlimited sex, or no sex at all for a year, but you get a million dollars. Yeah, I can – 
I can stroke myself for a year. I'll take the million bucks. <laughs> as saying. much as I love my wife <laughs> right. and I love our interactions together, but come on, a million, I, I could go 12 months. Yeah, and, and sometimes you get those cold streaks where you might not get any for a while. So what's a year? I, I'm with you. I'll, I'll take the million. I can hold out for a year. It'd be tough, but give me the cash. Derek, same boat? Yeah. If me and my wife go a year without sex, that would be $500,000 for me. Uh, there's no way uh, we would last. Uh, we we absolutely hate each other if it goes like a week without the boom boom room. So uh, yeah, uh, I'll take the 12 months, I guess. You just haven't been married long enough, so give it time. You'll get to <laughs> either that or he's already a multimillionaire. That could be that as that, well. That's definitely not true. Yeah, we know this guy t- wins all the money. So, mm-hmm. All right, favorite childhood sports hero from George Murray says his with Joe Montana, Derek. Uh, football, my favorite player growing up was always Barry Sanders. Chop, favorite childhood sports hero? I mean, so many of them, but seeing as my favorite teams, who my favorite teams are, I think I remember back in the day at that, being a kid, I would, I just loved Jose Cruz for the Astros. Jose Cruz. Mine was Bo Jackson. I mean, the dude was just the best athlete I've ever seen, just playing multiple sports and uh, Bo Jackson for sure for me. Now, first childhood celebrity crush, Chop, from D. Watt. Yeah, that's a good one. There's a, there's a lot of candidates there, but I would say uh, thinking about it back at that particular time, I must have been just coming into the teenage years. I would say Kelly Bundy from Married with Children, Christina okay. Applegate when she was young and super hot like back then. That was a good show, man. <laughs> Great show. Al Bundy in the four-touchdown game. Oh, yeah. Derek, first childhood celebrity crush. This is a two-part answer for me. Uh, I always liked Topanga on uh, Boy Meets World. Yeah, yeah. Then I I got a little older, and my taste changed a little bit. I liked uh, Carmen Electra. Oh, that's a good one, man. (laughs) She was smoking, dude. That is a good one. I got a couple myself. Pamela Anderson, just just Mm. watching Baywatch Mm. as a youngster, Mm. and things are bouncing around, and (laughs) Enjoyed that. And a little Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. You know, she was hot, but well, you could almost, you could almost, yeah, all three of those. Lisa Turtle, Jesse Spano, any of them. Yeah, for sure. All right. Do you guys watch the TV series The League? Yes. (laughs) Yes. All right. So Rick Little wants to know your favorite or least favorite character on the series. Chop. I mean, the favorite is pretty easy, right? If you, if you don't, if if Rafi isn't your favorite, then I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what show you're watching. So Rafi's the favorite. The least favorite are all okay, but I guess, I guess, well, we already talked about the wife playing sports and DFS next to you. That, that isn't my thing. So I guess it's Jenny. Isn't Jenny the one who plays in the league with them? Yes, Jenny. Uh, is yeah. The so wife, I'll, go so. Her. I'll go her as my least favorite. I agree. Rafi's got to be number one, but Taco is pretty damn good too. So mm-hmm. Taco gives it gives it a close call. So Derek, the league, who's your favorite or least favorite character? Yeah, they're all pretty good. I actually like Andre is my favorite. He just cracks me up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime he's on there, uh, when he wore that old hoodie with the, they were making fun of him. Um, and yeah, Sophia is probably my least favorite just because she doesn't have a big role. Yeah. All right. Moving on from Nick Bonadino at FanDuel wants to know, you've got one meat and one meat only to eat the rest of your life. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. What do you choose? Derek. Oh, I thought that said meal. Uh, I was going to choose. Okay. Uh, chicken, I guess. Chicken. Chop. One meat and one meat only. All three meals the rest of your life. 
Ooh, I was going to say bacon, but, you know, I, get, I think the bacon would get really worn out after a while. So I'm just going to go with the hamburger meat. The chicken sounds good and all that, but hamburger meat, like for breakfast, I could do like chorizo. You know, I could do things with it. You can make meatballs and burgers. At least the, it's got some versatility to it. I'm gonna. I think bacon falls under the pig category. Can, can I play that? Can I just say a pig? And then I get pork. I get there bacon. I, I get pork all the above. Pork. Yeah. All right, that counts. It's our show. We're gonna make it count there. All right, from Kelly B wants to know the most expensive ticket ever paid. How much? And what was the sporting event, or what law was broken? So I don't know if he means ticket to go to a game, ticket uh, that you broke the law. So answer either way. Chop, most expensive ticket ever. Uh, yeah, I got the answer here, and it, there's a story that comes with it, though. But uh, just to try Let's to it. just yeah. to try to do it real quick. I would say, back in the college days, in college, I mean like 24ish, 25ish, kind of half-ass going to school, half not. I'm in there with my friends. We got an apartment. There's three of us. These guys were, you know, whew, they, they, I, I like to party a little, but these guys took it to a different level, you know, the smoking every night, the drinking every, well, we had a party one night and, and the cops knocked on the door and they were going to say it was too loud in there. But the 30 people that were in there, they must have all just like cockroaches scattering when the lights come on. They all took out the back door, right? Including my roommates. So I, I'm the only one left in there. And I run to the bed and I act like I'm sleeping and uh, I wasn't going to answer the door. There's this other chick in the party. I don't even know who she was, but she hopped in the bed too and acted like we were sleeping, right? Like, what's going on here? Well, these idiots took off and they left the back door open. So the cops came right on into the house and they saw me in there faking sleeping and they're like, that shit ain't working, buddy. So you get up, you're going to take the brunt of this for your roommates. I'm going to write you some tickets here. You know, loud noise. They looked around the house. My boys had like these pipes these paraphernalia i got paraphernalia ticket right got these tickets man for all this stuff go home for the summer not they're all like all right listen we'll help you with it no big deal go home for the summer come back to school the next year right away the cops are knocking on my door they arrest me saying i got a warrant i never paid these tickets okay fine i didn't pay them go to the court and uh the judge is like okay i need you to pay this today i go i don't have the money he goes, okay, well, what I can do for you is I'll give you $50 a day credit in jail until you pay off the $1,200 for, for these tickets because by now they're a warrant and there's extra money added to them. I'm like, $50 a day, I got to pay off two and I can't do that. He goes, well, you better come up with the money right now before you leave then. <sighs> so I left and walked over to the cashier lady, wrote him a check for my tuition that I was going to spend to go to school that semester. <laughs> all gone. I had to pay off all the tickets and warrants right there for that one little party where these guys split out the back door. So I think at one time, that 1200 is the most I've ever paid for a ticket, but that was it, man. 1200's got me beat. I mean, we, I have plenty of the, the, the drunken disorderlies. I can't top that story, though, Chop. I can't beat 1200. <laughs> I'd say it's probably five, 600 from memory, but that was a long time ago. Derek, any expensive tickets for you? Uh, plenty of the drunken disorderlies, huh? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I was a hellion back in the day, <laughs> believe it or not. You don't, uh, get the, you don't get to name beer by just being a dude that just hangs out uh oh yeah i'll never forget the last uh rg party you were just sitting there you didn't even have a beer in your hand but you had your hand up like you had a beer yeah. <laughs> I, somehow I ended up on a mechanical bull it was yeah that, that was a good night man that's, that's what happens when you get them shots going you start getting in trouble yeah uh i 
I don't really have any good stories. I've had a couple speeding tickets. That's about it. So not, nothing exciting for me. All right, let's wrap it up here. A couple final questions before we get out of here. Favorite barbecue joint in the U.S.? Or you can say best barbecue. Is it Kansas City, Texas, Carolina, Memphis, something else? Chop, I think I know where you're going here. Yeah, I'm going Texas, and I'm going Rudy's. Rudy's Barbecue in Texas is my place. All right, Derek, favorite barbecue joint or favorite region of barbecue? Yeah, I haven't gotten to enjoy a ton of barbecue in my life. Uh, but in terms of Utah, it's going to be R&R barbecue. Um, definitely nothing compared to what you guys have, I'm sure. All right, up here, I got the Blue Tractor is my favorite barbecue spot. But I, Memphis barbecue to me. I, I like some Texas, but Memphis I think is the best. All right, if you could make a deal to have your favorite team win back-to-back championships, but then 20 years of losing, would you do it? From Steve Fresenda. Derek. I'll say yes. All right, you'll take the back-to-back. Chop, back-to-back titles, then 20 years of losing, yes or no? That is a tough, tough question, man, because it, go it goes against my uh, uh, tanking stance that with the whole Philadelphia 76ers thing where they tanked and I said it wasn't a good – but I guess, if, I guess it depends. If you've never had a title for your team, you definitely want to get that title, so back-to-back. But if you've had titles for your team, who wants to go 20 years of total crap and have to deal with that? So if you've experienced a title in your lifetime for your, for your sports team, I would say I'd want them to stay competitive every year. So I, I don't want the back-to-backs. But if you've never experienced a title, do it. I want the back-to-backs. But that brings us to a whole different topic here, Beer. We're, we're in the semifinals now, man. It's, it's looking like there's a chance. Yes, it's, it's your, your Brewers yes, against sir. my Astros. You can, you can bet there's going to be some wagers on that game. Oh, absolutely. The DMs will be open, my friend. You just got to slide right in. And that's part of my answer here is I, I've been a Brewers fan for so damn long, a Bucks fan. 20 years of losing is nothing. I'm used to that. <laughs> Give me the titles, baby. Now he follows it up with a boobs or butts question, Chop. So we'll go to you. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an ass man. Derek, boobs or butts? Yeah, preferably both, but uh, I'm a butt man myself. Yeah, I mean, why not both? Why, why do we have to pick one or the other? But uh, I'm going to make it a clean sweep just, there. Just as long as they don't have the Vienna sausage in there, I'm, I'm good. You know there what I'm saying? Go. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> all right, we'll finish up with this one. What is your favorite all-time sports memory? It says from your childhood, but just from your life in general. Favorite all-time sports memory. Chop. Uh, from my life in general, it's, it's got to be that first Rockets title they won back in like 93, 94. I mean, I'm like a 17-year-old kid, you know, at the bar with my friends. The Rockets have never won and everybody's pumped up. And, you know, that night was just, whew, that night was crazy. So that's got to be it, that first, that first Rockets title. Derek, favorite sports memory? And mine involves the Rockets as well. Uh, when I was a kid, I was a big Jazz fan, Stockton Malone. When Stockton hit that deep three uh, to beat the Rockets to go to the finals. <laughs> I remember that. I hated that. I hated it. Right over Charles Barkley's face, man. John Stockton. So, I, I mean, plenty of memories. Not as a Brewers or a Bucks fan, obviously, with the Packers winning some Super Bowls. But mine was one recently was in attendance at the Hail Mary game in Detroit where Aaron Rodgers – Threw one to the roof of that building. I was sitting right in front of where it happened. And I shit you not, I leaped about six rows of seats, was celebrating, was going crazy. 
Uh, it was an amazing time. So just to be there in person for that Hail Mary, easily my favorite sports memory growing up. All right, that'll wrap us up here for part two of the DFS OGs podcast. Thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you for the great questions. Love just talking about some of this stuff. I mean, just try to have some fun with it along with the football conversation, boys. So we've talked about a lot here. Butts, boobs, light bulbs, fire <laughs> alarms, the, the alleyway of Costco. Wrap it all up for us, Chop. Final thoughts here for week seven. Oh, final thoughts are as we got into it. I, I realized probably some of the best games aren't even on the main slate, so that sucks, but we got to deal with it. it, it it's not going to hinder us from winning the million if that's just the way it was meant to plan out. So uh, should be a fun weekend. I can't wait. We got – I mean, we're into it now. We're going to have uh, baseball, basketball, college football, pro football, all within the span of two days here coming up. So I'm super, super stoked about this time of year. Best time of the year, in my opinion. NBA kicking off tonight as we record, so looking forward to that. I know Derek, a big NBA player, and the grind down over on Roto-Grinders. Got to read that uh, each and every night for NBA. But, Derek, final thoughts here. Anything you want to talk about? Football, NBA, life, what do you got? Yeah, I was just going to say it's a great time of year. Uh, Chop stole my thunder there. You could also play hockey if you're into that. Uh, there's also <laughs> golf still going on. Uh, tournament over in Korea this week. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun time. Uh, and just uh, enjoy. All right. Be on the lookout for groundyards.com. Yes. Thanks for that plug. So we'll be looking forward to that. But for Nono, for Chop, I am Beer saying Salu. Best of luck here in week seven, everybody. We'll be back right here in the DFS OG's podcast for week eight. Good luck, and we're out.